In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever to the ages of all ages, Amen. In the introduction of the readings, I was uh, mentioning that um, we've moved on to a new Coptic month. So last month was the month of Tuba, during which was the baptism of Christ, and all of the Sunday readings were pointing us towards the blessings of baptism and the great gift that God has poured down on us um, and allowed us to participate in, in participating in the baptism of Jesus with him. Jesus entered into the River Jordan and we entered with him. Then the church, as we move on to a new Coptic month, this month is called Amshir. Today happens to be the first of Amshir. During Amshir, always at some point during Amshir, the great fast will start. And so the reading, Sunday readings on during Amshir are pointing us again to another great part of the life of Christ, a great, great part of our salvation, which is his fasting for us. And maybe in future weeks, we'll talk about what does it mean that, that we sing and say, Jesus Christ fasted for us 40 days and 40 nights. Maybe another week we'll talk about that. But everything is pointing us towards that. And so the readings of Matins this morning and the reading of the Gospel now were from John 6. The beginning of John 6, just to give you some context, is the feeding of the 5,000. Jesus has been preaching and teaching, and I'll explain this uh, in the Sunday series uh, last week, I think, or was it the week before, that... Jesus was preaching and teaching on the west coast of the Sea of Galilee. The Sea of Galilee looks kind of like a big footprint um, and so kind of like an oblong oval. And so Jesus was preaching and teaching on the west side of the Sea of Galilee. And the people had lingered with him for a long time. So he turned to his disciples and said to them, we can't send these people away like this. We've got to feed them something. And the disciples said, where will we find bread for all of these people and so on right and also the feast of passover was near so people were cleansing their houses now of bread and of leaven and all of that you find that mentioned in the gospel of john you don't think it's mentioned in the other gospels so for all of these reasons the disciples say where are we going to find bread the little boy has a lunchbox jesus blesses the lunchbox and he feeds the people right he feeds the people and all of this was after the disciples had gone off preaching and they had come back to Jesus. When they came back to Jesus, all the people came with them. That's how they ended up with so many people. So the disciples are exhausted. Jesus was as exhausted. He had just heard news that John the Baptist had been beheaded. He wanted some time alone and there's all these people and they minister to all of these people and the disciples are pooped and Jesus sends them off. He says, get in the boat, cross the, cross the sea and I'll take care of the people and I'll, I'll catch up with you. So they cross, they get in the boat to cross, cross the sea and last night in Vespers, which is really beautiful that in Vespers as the sun is going down, the sun goes down and all our anxieties go up, right? That's pretty much how it works, right? And so as the sun is going down, all our anxieties are going up. The gospel reading last night was also from John 6. The disciples, while they're in the boat, are in a storm. And Jesus comes to them walking on the water 
and they receive him in the boat and the moment he comes into the boat the boat immediately is at, on the land so all of this has happened before today's gospel so what happens right before today's gospel the people on the west side of the sea of galilee woke up and they didn't find jesus no jesus means no lunch what do you mean no lunch where's jesus not because of the word which jesus speaks but where's my lunch right and so they're looking for their lunch they can't find their lunch which is jesus and so they say where am i going to find where am i going to find jesus so they hear word that he's in capernaum on the east side of the sea of galilee so they go racing around they probably took them about half a day to skirt the sea of galilee or take boats to cross and they go to jesus and they say when did you come here and that's where our gospel begins our gospel begins with with them asking when did you come here and then jesus tells them he tells them you you don't seek me because of the word of life that i give you you don't seek me because i am the bread of life he says you seek me because i fed you lunch and then the key verse for today and the key verse for us as we're getting in the mode to start preparing for the fast and it so happens that jonah's fast starts tomorrow which is like the wake-up reminder to us that the 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 spring spiritual springboard of the year is is right around the corner and don't miss it don't don't wake up to the fact that lent has started when it has started prepare for it from beforehand and we'll talk about that in a minute and that's jo jonah's fast or the fast of nineveh is there to prepare us with repentance for for the great fast jesus says the key verse of all of these readings to us and to the people he says to us and to them do not labor for the bread which perish perishes but for the bread which lasts to everlasting life right so uh, as i was preparing for confession i'm going to share this with you it's very personal and vulnerable don't judge me uh right but i'll share this with you uh I was, I was as i was preparing for confession i was contemplating how many hours that week i had spent cooking those of you who know me very well know i love to cook and i love to eat um, and i realized i realized that i could spend two hours cooking a meal three or four hours cooking and preparing a meal that spends 45 seconds on somebody's palate and the normal gi transit time okay i was a gi surgeon i was a gastrointestinal surgeon is 45 minutes to two hours like what what you spent all day preparing is going to be sitting in somebody's rectum in under two hours that's it that's it right all this investment of time and energy and effort and yes it brings endless pleasure and joy to the heart of the recipients it does and i still love cooking but i ought to ask myself am i investing in the things which last forever as much as at least as much as i'm investing in the things which get processed into poo in under two hours right like like what are we what are we investing ourselves in 
it's, it's, and Jesus uses a beautiful analogy for us, and it's more than an analogy. He makes the analogy into reality for us of bread. Look, where does bread come from? Comes from wheat, you know, comes from flour, which comes from wheat. What's wheat? Well, it was a plant, right? It was a plant. It was alive until what time? Until it got harvested. Folks, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make, around this season, I start talking about fasting with everybody and everybody starts kicking up a fuss with me that I'm talking about fasting. And people are worried about their health and they're worried about their nutrition and they're worried about, and we're worried about a zillion different things. Thank God intermittent fasting is the rage right now. What the church has been teaching, you know, what the church has, has been teaching for 4,000 years, for 2,000 years before Jesus, the church the church, the believers in God, the Holy Trinity, have been intermittent fasting. Thank God now the rest of society has caught up, right? But in any event, right, folks, it doesn't make sense that we're looking to something which is dead to give us life. I'm going to kill this cow. It will become dead meat. We did, this, uh, we did a retreat once. Uh, some of you will remember. We did a, a retreat once. I won't name the retreat place because it's a bit embarrassing. Um, and um, they gave us like a whole section of the retreat place to ourselves. And there was a fridge in the hall like that we were using, our meeting space. There's a funny smell in the hall. So we're like, we have a bunch of us that arrived early. So we opened the windows. And there was like a funny smell still. And it started to get cold. So we closed the windows. All day we're like, what's that funny smell? What's that funny smell? It, it wasn't mold. It was something else that was just a bit off, you know? Then somebody asked me, you know, can we put some stuff in this fridge? And I'm like, I don't know. Check, see if it's plugged in. They looked, oh, it's not plugged in. Somebody opened it and oh my God, the smell of death came out of there. Somebody had put like, no joke, 20, 30, 40 kilos of meat, of beef, in there, these roast beefs, and they were black, and they were rotten, and they were dead. But guess what? When they were fresh, they were dead. And when they're frozen, they're dead. And now that they're rotten, they're dead. We're looking to things which are dead to give us life. I gotta eat this, I gotta eat that, this is bad, I shouldn't eat this, I should... Folks, I'm not saying you shouldn't eat or you should eat or whatever, I'm saying that Okay, fine, eat what you're going to eat. But we're, we're looking to things which are dead, thinking that they will give us life. It doesn't make sense. What gives us life is something which has life in it. That's why Jesus says, I am the living bread. Because the bread which you eat, the bread which you eat is dead. It was alive when it was wheat planted in the field. But once it got harvested, it got cut off from its source of life. Folks, it doesn't make sense. I'm using food analogies and cooking analogies, but you use yours. I like to cook. I can waste an entire day or two or three cooking. What can you spend? Waste an entire day or three, two or three cooking. I guarantee you that you can spend the entire great fast, the 55 days which will come, doing whatever it is that you like to do, that you like to occupy yourself with but it won't give you life. It doesn't give life. The only thing that gives life is something which has life in and of itself. And that's what Jesus says. I will give you the bread of life 
because the Father has set his seal on me. A little bit further in the Gospel, he says, I have life in myself because the Father has given me life. And so I can give life to whomever I will. Life is found in Christ. And in orthodoxy, we believe this to be very literal. To believe, we believe this to be metaphorical and spiritual, but we also believe it in a very simple and clear sense to be very little literal to be in the Eucharist. Jesus himself and his life, he has made himself into bread for us, living bread for us, that we also might live by him. The, 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 the St. Peter was telling us in his epistle, be steadfast in your faith. Don't be carried away in all of the ways of the wicked. And don't use scripture, he says, to twist it by your own interpretation, as people have done throughout all generations. St. Peter says it's not a new invention where people proof text. They take pieces out of scripture to prove what they want to say. Look at the life of the church. Look how the church has lived for thousands of years and you will know that this is the life that was prescribed to us by our Savior. Our Savior gave us very clear and simple instructions. My problem and yours as well, I bet. I, I bet, because you're all good people, right? And I know you're good people. I know, I know, I know, I know you all. Is not that we are looking for, for strange ways to, to, to pervert our minds and our lives, but that we have a tendency to get carried away from the things which give us life. And being carried away from them, we find ourselves empty, dead, upset, easily irritable, and so on and so on and so on. The readings today and the, and the Holy Spirit in the life of the church today is telling us, folks, be careful. Be careful not to be swept away, to be led away, but cling to him who gives you life. Let each one of us examine ourselves and see clearly where are my tendencies? Where do I have a tendency to spend a little bit more time than I ought that doesn't give life? And maybe that's the area in which God wants us to focus our fast, to abstain, yes, from food, yes, from water, yes, from, uh, you know, our tongue, to get our tongue to fast not only from food, but from the words it says. Maybe all that stuff, yes, but maybe also God wants me to abstain a little bit from the things that I do that waste my time and waste my life and don't fill my life with life. Glory be to God forever and ever. I have sinned, forgive me, my fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters, please pray for me.